This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I wanted to walk through the anatomy of a business. And this will not be a Wharton class by any stretch of the imagination. But over the last few weeks, I've had clients and potential clients that want to grow and scale their business. They want to do acquisitions as a way of growing. There's been a multitude of different scenarios across different industries, but there's been similarities. And that's what was very fascinating to me. So right now, I'm helping with the startup of a software company, a acquisition of a SaaS company, an acquisition of a logistics company, looking at a manufacturer, working with a medical company. There's there's quite a bit going on over here. Oh, there's also a retail uh, store. Sorry. It's, as I'm recording this, 5.01, so I'm only one cup of coffee deep here, so apologies to the crowd. But those are very disparate industries, aren't they? I mean, wildly different. Throw in some of the questions I've had from friends in the construction industry, and there's not much in common outside of they maybe have a sign on the front of their door. But there's a consistent trend when we're trying to figure out what's the best direction to go to grow and scale or even to stabilize the business and then grow and scale that we're just not hitting. So an example of the breakdown of things that we want to track inside the fixed expense category, assuming your people all work full time. The labor cost. So in Connecticut, right now, the minimum wage is $13 an hour. And the companies that normally pay roughly a minimum wage, aren't. there's nobody working for them. Um, Even retail like Target is paying $15 an hour. If you have absolutely zero experience. So... Let's say you're in construction and you need a laborer. Well, there's some problems here because the distribution of the labor chart very much leads towards older people. Younger people aren't doing this work in the trades, uh, mostly because they were lied to and told that you need to go to college. But like Mike Rowe has his... Uh, nonprofit micro works. We need to get those jobs back because at the end of the day, any knowledge based job can be exported overseas. If you're framing a wall in Stanford, Connecticut, you can't outsource that. So it's something to consider when you're talking with your kids about the need to potentially go to college. Um, 
I know a lot of people with a college degree making less than $20 an hour right now. But knowing not only the labor cost, but what the labor market looks like is very important. Because if you are that 19-year-old that has a strong back, but you know this cushy indoor retail job where I get to wear a red shirt and khakis is paying within two bucks an hour of this job where I'm out in the sun or I'm out in the cold and I'm sweaty and all that other stuff, there's there's an increase that needs to be given. Um, in Connecticut, with our specific adjustment, you're talking 17 bucks an hour to 26 bucks an hour for pretty much entry-level work. That needs to be factored in. You know, that's not an easy thing. Um, side note to anybody that does contract work, you know, whether it's bidding for a job and then like building a house or renovating a bathroom or name a thing. One of the things that I talk to my clients about in those fields is pay a good estimator. If you're the owner of a business and you show up to give me a quote as I'm looking to do some renovations to my house, while you're doing that, your business is essentially closed down. That That's wild. Pay somebody else to do that. But labor cost, coming back to that. So you've got your hourly rate, add in any benefits, tax, unemployment insurance, whatever that is. That all needs to be added in. You know, your fixed costs, if you want to call them that, your real estate, um, vehicle loans, insurance on those. Like all of those expenses, literally just have them in QuickBooks or something. If you're doing it all yourself, I forget what QuickBooks cost, but have software that automates, please. Just having that information starts to create what we call the burn rate. So in its natural state, what does your business cost to exist every single month? At the very least, that's your target for how much money needs to come in because otherwise you're not in business. So if you're in a trades-based business, um, knowing what the cost of goods and materials is is also going to matter. It matters for every business, but... Uh, it's been pretty volatile in the building community for the last couple of years here. And one of the mistakes that I had from one of my clients in that regard was they told me how much the actual item was from their wholesaler. And then they said, well, we sell it for X plus, you know, call it 20%, 50%, 100%. And that sounds good, but did you factor in your labor rate for that? So if you, let's say you're a doctor and there's a medication that costs 20 bucks, you sell it for $30. Okay, great. But if you're the one administering that, what's your hourly cost? It's probably more than 10 bucks. So really, can you afford to sell that item for 30 bucks? No, it probably needs to be 50 
$60. And that's the same across pretty much any industry. A two by four back in the day cost like five bucks. Say it takes 20 of them to build a wall, that's a $100 wall. Well, that's true, but you also need, you know, at a half hour to an hour of labor to put that up. So that wall's really going to be somewhere in the $200 range. And you need to be able to factor that in so that you have an understanding for what the total cost of goods and services provided is to your client. That way you can figure out what the appropriate margin is to help run your business. Some of the things that aren't in that space, but you'd also want to know if you're trying to forecast what the business should look like, your cost of acquisition, what does it cost you to identify a new client? The only way that's free is word of mouth. That needs a very specific skill set to have a repeatable process. I know this because I've created at a $200 average order um, about a million dollars in business, $200 a pop average, strictly through word of mouth referrals. It's an art. Feel free to reach out to me if you're interested in learning how to go about that. Um, it's something that I've also helped in the financial sector. I've helped people generate tens of millions of dollars in additional assets under management strictly through word of mouth referrals. It might actually be like a hundred million, but anyway. Knowing your average ticket rate is helpful for forecasting. If you have a business where you have repeat customers, knowing what the lifetime value of your client is uh, also helpful. In a lot of building, there's not as much of that. Like if you're framing a house, you're really only going to do that once unless there's a big whoopsie. But if you're a HVAC professional, there's an opportunity there to set up some sort of a subscription service model to take care of it. Landscaping, absolutely, that has a recurring. Uh, a lot of medical has a recurring as well. So it'll be a little bit industry specific, but knowing those numbers and then also knowing your churn rate, which is if you do have recurring clients, how often do they stop buying from you and go somewhere else? So for example, if you have a 10% churn rate, that means every, basically every year, all of your clients go away, so you need new clients. Two options. Have a process in place to acquire new clients or get very good at retaining those clients and then use your acquisition skills to grow your business. These are some of the things that I've been dealing with this, really just the last month, trying to help folks grow and scale their business. Um, apologies if you hear the coyotes in the background. So if you have questions about how to go about doing this, I'm always happy to set some time to walk you through the process that my clients go through. Um, it's one of those things where each of the individual steps, they'll take a little bit of time to do, but... Each step isn't necessarily hard to do. 
It's just the process and the procedures that are going to get you to the desired end state that you have. Other exciting news, my website will be up and running, uh, growwithdelta.com. Uh, I had some conversations with my folks on the back end, and that should be up and running uh, very shortly here. In the meantime, my personal website is available, michaeldemo.com. Uh, some basic information about services I provide. Also, you can schedule a call with me. I'm currently in the process of helping grow, scale, and acquire nine businesses, which means I've got a few slots that I can open up for businesses that qualify for the services that I provide. It's a minimum three-month commitment because it takes at least three months to really establish that good habit. Many of my clients who are looking to grow their business and then get it to the point where it's essentially running itself and they get to be the overseer of the business instead of working in the business, that's usually going to take six to 24 months depending on if they're looking to do an exit on the back end because there's some additional documentation and processes that need to be in place and I also have the ability to help them to broker that sale of the business. So that that's a little bit more towards the long end of the scale, but realistically within three months, I've helped clients grow their top line revenue by 50% without spending a penny on marketing. So whatever it is that your particular situation is, happy to set a 15 minute call, get an idea for where you are in the process right now and see if I can help you. In the meantime, thank you very much for your attention and I hope you have a fantastic day.